Hi everyone, Shalom to Derech Podcast. My name is Noam and I'm the Israeli Shlicha here in Nashville, Tennessee. Derech is a journey in Hebrew and we are here to listen and get inspired by people's stories and also get to know our amazing community. I have two of my favorite people here, not here, on Zoom. <laughs> Jacob and Haley. Applause, applause, applause. Hi. How's it going? I'm going to let you... Introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Um, I'm Jacob Coopin, and I am a realtor here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I do a lot of work in the Jewish community. I was born right outside of New York City, and then I went to school in Pennsylvania um, for two years where I went to Hillel and went on a birthright trip and a couple of other trips to Israel, and then I moved to Nashville and went to Belmont. Um, and while at Belmont, got involved in NowGen, and then got more involved in Nowgen after I graduated, and I'm now the co-chair of the group and also a board member of the Jewish Federation. And I'm Haley Levy. Um, I moved to Nashville about five years ago. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, and I moved to Nashville for a job working at the Temple, helping them do a fundraising campaign. And it was supposed to be a short-term project, but it turned into me falling in love with Nashville and the Jewish community here and wanting to be a part of it. So I found a way to be able to stay, found my current job at Gilda's Club Middle Tennessee as the director of development doing fundraising for our cancer support program. And I've also gotten involved in the community like this one. I'm also a board member of the Jewish Federation. I've become very active in NowGen I'm one of the engagement co-chairs and help welcome newcomers to the community. And it's been a really wonderful experience to get to know people who are new and get them to fall in love with the city like I did. Do you have um, a story to share about how you met each other in Nashville? Well, so I, I don't know if I know specifically the first time we met, but I, I definitely have a couple times that I remember. I remember um, the Israeli Independence Day event. Haley and I sold tickets. I think it was tickets, right? At, at the table together. And this was a couple months after we had hung out through different groups of friends at, I don't know why you're laughing at me. But, I remember this yeah, story. Okay, good. Um, we, had, we had gotten to hang out at one of the, no, it was after, so it was Israel Independence Day was first. And then a couple weeks later was the Pred Stanley Cup run. And we went to watch the Stanley Cup outside. Um, both times just kind of random chances, chance meetings. But both times I remember thinking, oh, wow, she's, she's really nice and cool. Yeah, we were volunteering at uh, Israel Independence Day over when it was in um, Red Caboose Park, is that what yes. it's called? Mm -hmm. um, and we were both volunteering and we were handing out tickets for food and volunteer t-shirts for all volunteers checking in that day. And then you're right, the Preds game, it was my first time seeing a playoff game, I think, and they were broadcasting it outside the stadium on the green space outside the Hilton. And a group of friends was going to like watch outside on the grass. Yeah. And actually, I remember being really torn because the the day of Israel Independence Day, I actually had tickets to the playoff game, but I had told the Shlicha at the time that I was going to come volunteer. I remember being torn. I, ch I chose to volunteer, and I'm glad I did because I had to spend some more time with this one. Aww. So if you didn't know this before, um, these huh. two are dating. <laughs> they are? Wait, what? Who are you? Do you want to think about it for a second? Who told me this? Get out of my house. It's my house. <laughs> I was here first. You guys arrived to Nashville in different times. What made you say, um, I want to get involved in the community? Did you 
mean, when I first moved here, I knew one other person in all of Nashville who was not Jewish, um, but I was working at the temple and um, they knew I was a young Jewish single person and they really encouraged me to get involved. They invited me to services at the temple. They invited me to Shabbat dinners. They told me about NowGen and the Federation. It was a really easy way to meet nice people and make friends and have something to do and explore Nashville. And I just continued to go and meet people and get involved. You know, I, I went to Belmont, which is a Christian university and a wonderful place. And the people there were, were warm and welcoming and, and great, but I always kind of felt like an outsider. You know, there's only a handful of Jewish students there and you know, people there, you know, I had a really cool, cool experience being able to be kind of the teacher a little bit with people there who asked, you know, what is Hanukkah? And what does this mean? And why do you do that? But, you know, I also missed having a community. Being at Belmont, um, obviously, I got to teach, you know, teach people about Judaism, because I was one of the few Jewish, Jewish um, students there, which was very cool and rewarding to be able to do that. But I did miss community of my own. And so, you know, as Haley said, you know, got, got involved in NowGen and found, found this warm, welcoming place. And I've been really thankful to get to then pass that torch on to the next group of people new to the community. Um, and it's been interesting because as a New Yorker growing up, you know, every, everyone at the school I went up, went to growing up was either Jewish or Italian. You know, there's a lot of food, there's a lot of friendship, there's a lot of camaraderie, we're very loud, you know, all, all these wonderful and warm things. And so you didn't really have to try to be Jewish. It was just kind of there. Um, and then coming to the South, you don't have that as much. Um, and so I found myself having to be really intentional about my Judaism. And I, I think, you know, had I stayed in New York, I would not have become nearly as involved as I have here. Uh, because I think it's so important. I think, it, you know, for people that move here, realizing there's a Jewish community and one that's, that's here to grab them and help them feel warm and, and welcome is, is really important. Um, Haley, did you experience like, uh, differences with St. Louis and, and Nashville coming to Nashville? So I grew up conservative, going to a Jewish day school from kindergarten through middle school, even went to a Jewish preschool um, and learned Hebrew that I speak only so-so now. So it was so much a part of who I was growing up. And even in high school and college, um, I went to a high school and a college that probably about 30% of both were Jewish. So I had a lot of Jewish friends and people to celebrate the holidays with. Um, even in college, because I went to WashU in St. Louis, all of my friends would come home with me for high holidays and my mom would cook for 20 plus college students for <laughs> Passover and all the holidays. Um, so Judaism was always something important to my life. Um, but then out of college, I guess I worked for a company where I was working with a predominantly Christian staff and Christian organization and to come to Nashville and be ingrained in the Jewish community here it was really amazing to find such a vibrant Jewish community here especially for young people I think something Jacob and I both really yeah. love and are passionate about is that there's such a strong and growing young professional group here and more young people moving here all the time and that's what's going to help keep the Nashville Jewish community growing for years to come and it's really neat to be a part of that ourselves and to help it. I want you guys to share a little bit about the partnership, um, maybe start sharing how you guys met and, and the trip to Israel changed your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> I think the whole community changed. Really? Um, 
So we had both known each other through the Jewish community and then got invited to participate in this program uh, for Federation Young Professionals called the Partnership Program. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, the Partnership Program in Nashville is what connects us to a region in Israel, Hadera Aron. When we both said yes to join this program, it involved us being partnered with two Israeli young adults. Um, and we basically Zoomed with them before Zoom was cool. And we would like talk to our partners and then it led up to a trip to Israel. What's, what's so cool about this partnership to me is, is I, you know, I've made multi-pronged connections. Obviously I've made deeper connections with people that I knew in Nashville. Um, I made deeper connections with Israelis. I, I always tell my you know, friends, like, you could, you could buy me a ticket to Israel right now and drop me off at Ben Gurion Airport, and I'd have 20 people waiting to pick me up and take me to their home and cook me a meal, and that's phenomenal. And then, you know, the cohort is part, part of a consortium in the Southeast region, so people like Emma, who have moved here, but, yeah. and, and other people. The last you know, episode that we had. The last episode, check that out as well. <laughs> uh, but but that, making those connections, too, is phenomenal, having, you know, Jewish relationships across the Southeast. I think this is what's so special about this program because you really get to know people to people and not just um, travel Israel, which is amazing. But I, I'm so happy you, you got these experiences and met those amazing people. And hi to everyone in the partnership that we're going to send a podcast Ooh. to. Can you tell us, all the nosy people, <laughs> what is the beginning of, of your story? So I think the real beginning is that we came back. We started working on the Israelis' return trip to Nashville. Um, but both of us got asked to serve on the Jewish Federation board um, in, in June. I guess our term started in July. So we had just gotten back in March. We started serving on the board of the Federation in July. And um, back when things were in person, after every board meeting... In the, at, in the before times. After every board meeting at Federation, the two of us would go get drinks and dinner after the meeting to keep talking uh, because it was kind of one of the first boards we had both sat on and we wanted to keep talking about the Jewish community and board and... That sounds so cheesy. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you Which can feel everyone on the podcast are going to say like, Oh, throughout this. <laughs> and we just sat and planned Jewish things all night. No, I mean, which, we, we, we actually did. We actually, we, there, yes, we, we did talk about the Federation. Um, but no, but it, it, the board meetings ended like 8.45 and not, neither of us had had a chance to eat. And so we got to hang out once or twice or sometimes three times a month just regularly. Yeah, because we I, were planning the partnership. We were on the Federation board. Some other things happened. Um, other other events or whatever and yeah I think you know towards the fall we just kind of realized that there was more of a chemistry there and might have might have asked someone out um, on a date might have said yes might have said yes and you know one thing led to another and you know we ended up end up dating and it's just it's you know it's nice to have a partner that is values Jewish community as much as I do and values volunteering as much as I do and that sits on board with me and you know it's just it's nice to nice to have that not to be too cheesy but that partnership I'm uh, when, when we went on our trip to Gothenburg last year um we were in the car 
Um, and I was in the better car. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yes, she <laughs> was car number one. Car number one. Car number one. Um, Shout and out. Then, and then Jacob said, I just kind of want to share something with you. Oh, no, can, can I, wait, can I jump in? I think, Noam, I think you, can I say what you said? Always. So, so no, Noam said, <laughs> it would just warm my heart if I knew of two people in this community that through partially through me in some capacity, knew each other, found each other, fell in love. I'm not leaving this community until someone falls in love with each other. And I was like, well, no, I think I might, might have to share something with you. He hadn't even asked me out, hadn't even taken me out on a date at that point. I just want to point that out. Well, but we had started like, kind of talking and dating. Yeah. Um, I forgot that I said that. And no, no, I'm, Noam said something, and I, I think I said something to that effect, and then Frida, I think, jumped in. It was like, well, wait, Jacob, are you dating someone? I was like, maybe. <laughs> but no, I think we were, we were keeping it fairly quiet at first because obviously this is a small Jewish community. We do value our contributions to it very, very deeply. And if, you know, at that time, we had no idea where this was going to go. So if it didn't work, we didn't want to make it a big deal. You know, thankfully, it went the right direction, but... Um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy about it too because um, you guys are um, two of my favorite people ever and it's true when you said that you just sat and talked about um, everything you're partnering on you also um, created some sort of like like friendship partnership um, a same interests same passion about like everything you do and I think it's wonderful um remember it but you can cut this um oh boy what could this be <laughs> oh jesus so we ended up making some really good friends on our israel trip and some of them taught jacob some slang and some good phrases do you remember any of them you come here often yeah Wink, wink. Yafufa. Yafufa. All right, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop before. Oh, Efsholik not lachmaske. I think the best thing about all of this is Jacob Israeli accent. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be. We can all be great. Everything. You guys started dating, and then 2020 hit. And basically, all of our lives changed. Um, and I would like for you guys to share a little bit about um, some of the changes that happened, or um, if you want to share like a story that you recall from like COVID just hit. Um, yeah, I can, I can jump in. I mean, it was it was a crazy week. Um, you know, because I had had a birthday party uh, on the 28th with, you know, no, February, uh, February um, with, a, you know, a group the size of, you know, we have not come close to gathering we, since, since then. Um, and then on the third, a couple of days later, um, the tornado came through where I live in Germantown um, and then COVID hit. So just a very quick, you know, about face in life. Um, yeah. I think what it really hit for me, um, you know, the, the week before everything shut down, um, 
we were supposed to go to my cousin's daughter's bat mitzvah in Baltimore. Um, and we were trying to decide if we should go or not, if we should cancel our flight and we should drive. And then the bat mitzvah was canceled. I mean, it was supposed to be at my family's synagogue and they couldn't gather a big crowd. Um, so that, I mean, that just felt so real and all that was going on and that we had to stay at home. We had to stay safe. People couldn't gather. We weren't going to travel. We weren't going to see family. Both of our families live out of town. Um, we ended up watching the bat mitzvah over Zoom, which was really cool. Um, but the only people in the sanctuary for the service were the bat mitzvah girl, her parents, um, her grandparents, and the rabbi. They had like six people there. Um, so that's just a weird quarantine time. And we've done services over Zoom since then. And now it's become normal. But Pre-COVID, none of us would have thought that was normal. If if Anna and Emily can hear us, I oh. remember that we had, um, we decided to hang out. It was just um, like a moment before everything just hit. Um, and we were very concerned and we read the news and, um, and we said, we don't know. <laughs> and from that moment on, like someone knew that they're going to have this conversation. But from that moment on, we, everything changed. I remember being at Emily's and looking up what COVID was. Like, why was it even called COVID? Like, do you remember that? We had no idea. Yeah. We couldn't really comprehend what it was. Yeah, we had a pre-COVID meeting, like a serious <laughs> A planning meeting. Yeah. A planning meeting on how to deal with this. And still, we don't know how. Um, do you guys want to share how is it to... Uh, to be like, like a new couple during COVID? Um, sure. If well, you want to share, because you guys moved in together during COVID. Well, I think, you know, thankfully, our, our timing was pretty great, if, if you could say that for, for this. Just in the sense that, you know, we started dating, you know, end of last year. Um, and we've been dating a couple of months but when COVID had hit. Um, and with the tornado, you know, I lost power for a week. So I was, was staying with Haley. So we kind of had a taste of, of living together for a consistent amount of time. Um, and then COVID hit and, you know, Haley's roommate went back up to Chicago and, um, you know, we, she said, Oh, well, you know, this is a couple months into the relationship. You know, this is, you know, sooner than I would like, but you know, we'll, we'll stay, we'll just live together. Why, you know, why should we be back and forth in multiple locations? And I think at the time she definitely thought it was for a couple of weeks. This was not a long-term commitment. If you, if you had poll, I was ready the whole time. Like to me, I'm like, good, you're living here logistically simpler. We're great. But if you pulled a Haley at that moment, she probably would have said, what, tops a month, maybe? A couple oh, weeks? yeah, tops. I wasn't going to plan to stay for at least another year. Right. She, she was <laughs> planning to move in for another year, but she was going to, she was like, I'll stay here for a month when my roommate comes back. I'll move back in, you know, what I, and hasn't really moved back out yet. So we're still. <laughs> I was, I started working from home. Um, Gilda's club went virtual and um, no one was going into the office. So I set up shop at the kitchen table and um, I really, we had no idea how long this was going to last. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really, it really um, tests you as a couple. I mean, we went from seeing each other for dates and evenings to 24 seven in a high stress situation you know, working from home, you know, practically on top of each other. And I think that really puts you in the, in, you know, the powder keg of a relationship. I mean, I, you know, I got banished to my office within a week. 
Um, I, you know, when I used to work from home, I would walk around my house talking, making phone calls because I was the one here. And then that obviously was not so great when I was loud and she was trying to get work done. So, you know, but, but again, it teaches, you know, it's, it's funny, but it teaches you how to communicate and how to talk about what bothers you and how to figure out ways to, you know, tolerate the other person's whatevers. And, you know, I think we've done a really good job of that. And I think yeah. we've also had to try and find time for our relationship and us and date nights during COVID, even though we're spending all our time together. So, you know, we've gone out and gotten takeout from restaurants and sat in our car because we wanted to go out on a date and our car was <laughs> the only thing we could do. Or we had to schedule times where we wanted to make it a, a date night versus just sit on the couch and binge Netflix to make it special. Um, and I think two of the things that we've really learned during this time is that we need to always be able to laugh and make each other smile. Um, and that when things are hard, you have to be there for the other person. I mean, both of us have struggled through COVID, um, not knowing when it's going to be over and have had, you know, downtimes when we've been really sad about it, um, and really wanted to be around our friends, but couldn't really gather a big group and needed to get the other one through it. Not hundred percent. I think that's important to talk on just globally is that it, it's okay to not do well through this time. I mean, I've had so many conversations with people who are, you know, are struggling and are struggling emotionally and physically and um, mentally. And, and, you know, I think as we head into the winter, especially, it's important really to connect with each other because it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's dark. It's dreary. It's cold. It's a time of year people, you know, naturally get sadder and, and struggle more. And then you got these, this virus and the inability to gather. And I think, you know, you know, connecting on that and reaching out to each other has also become really, really important during this time. Yeah. One thing I'll share with everyone that's listening that I really love about Jacob is he is amazing about reaching out to check in on people, um, not just for work, but to genuinely see how people are doing. And if he doesn't know them to get to know them, I think that's been something really helpful to some people during COVID. Um, and also reaching out to help people who are in need. You know, we, Jacob has a lot of friends who work in the music community and were struggling during COVID because they lost their jobs or couldn't work. And he sent gifts to every person who responded back to him when he put a post out there on social media that they were struggling. And who but Jacob would think to do that. You're both doing such amazing work. And um, I'm sure like all the couples that listen to us uh, writing notes about like the tips and um, all the singles are yeah um, our next project. <laughs> we're working on that too one more fun covid story to share so before i relocated my office to the bedroom and banished jacob to his office my office was the kitchen table and he'd be in the living room and i was at the kitchen doing zooms basically all day and one day i had a zoom for like gilda's club nationwide all of the development directors were on a call um, to like brainstorm together and talk about different topics. And we were talking about virtual events and how we were all pivoting our fundraising virtual. And I was presenting on this call because we had just decided to pivot our big virtual event, our big in-person event virtually. And so I'd been quiet up until the point when I was going to talk, I'd been on mute. And right as I go to press unmute, Jacob yells out from the other room, I love you. And I turned like beat red because I'd unmuted at that point. And everybody on the call was hearing this. And so I said, well, that's my boyfriend from the other room. He really loves Gilgo's Club and me. 
And everyone on the call was like, we love you too. Say hi to your boyfriend. <laughs> I sometimes randomly, I don't know, I just call out and tell her I love her. One of the things that you share that I would love for you um, to share for our audience as well, that you guys are planning to stay in Nashville. You know, I have always planned on staying. I mean, I came, I came to go to Belmont, but I, you know, never, never was it, has it crossed my mind to go back. I think to me, Nashville has all of the culture and the community and the wonderful things that I loved about growing up near New York City, um, minus the cold. I mean, yes, it's chilly a little bit now, but up in the Northeast, there's a winter storm warning and there's a blizzard going on right now. Yeah, I think the reason that I know I want to stay in Nashville forever, for the future, is that it's just such a welcoming community. Um, to me, I knew right away that I felt at home here. People were welcoming, warm, and nice. Shout out to Mark and Goldie Shepherd if you're listening. People who became my second parents and adopted me as their family, um, having never met me before. Um, and then welcomed my parents anytime they came to visit for a weekend or for high holidays. Um, and I was incredibly blessed to get to know people in the Jewish community through my work at the temple and the staff there, Aaron and Rabbi Shifton and Mark, who just welcomed me, um, made me want to stay. It made me be able to see a, a future here, raising my own Jewish family, having my kids go to school in the Jewish community and be involved in activities here. And it, it's a perfect mix of a city with a lot going on for a young professional and a family and a Jewish community that's supportive um, and engaging and, and wants to find ways for people to be involved. Um, and I really can't say enough about how much I love that. I, I agree. And um, after my shlichut, when I'll come visit in Nashville, I just know you guys are there. So I'm just going to knock on your door and say, surprise. Sum up this incredible podcast. First of all, thank you for agreeing to be a part of it and share your story and your journey you guys are the best and um i'm not just saying it you guys are such a big part of the fact that i got accepted and i got to know people in nashville and i'm so grateful for you and our friendship and keep doing amazing things and um i just really appreciate you guys and if you haven't met them, they're the cutest couple you will ever see. I feel like you can hear it, <laughs> <laughs> but you can also see it. And I just wish you years and years of um, happiness. And, and, and yeah, um, if you guys want to recommend, I ask um, everyone if you want to recommend on a podcast, this is the time. Yes, I have one recommendation. Well, maybe a new one and an old one. Um, I recently listened to a podcast during COVID called And Nothing Less. It's a podcast about uh, the women's suffrage movement for the anniversary this year. Um, and so that was really interesting. And then an old one, if someone wants something older, Serial, which came out probably about five years ago. The, I've listened to all the seasons, but the first season was definitely my favorite. It's like a true crime story. Um, really good. Hey, audio book. I've got a, you, okay, you can share an audio book. I'll give two. One is more just given the time and given what's going on. There's a book that I read many, many years ago that I reread over a couple of years called Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn. And it talks all about mindfulness and the power of the moment. Um, and there's something that I constantly am trying to get better at. Um, but I think for 
especially given what's going on right now, um, a lot of his teachings are very helpful. So that's on one side of the spectrum. And then the other side of the spectrum is a book called Never Split the Difference um, that I absolutely love. And it's about the emotional intelligence behind negotiating. Um, but it also teaches kind of ways to actively listen and, and ways to empathize. Um, and I just feel like I've learned a lot from that as well. So two different books on two sides of the spectrum to check out. Thank you for everybody who listened to us, um, to Derek Podcast. Um, and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye.